Today, Rinpoche went over the nine categories of compassion according to Jayan Sheba's amazing outline. Oh, yeah. Ninji Gombala, Ninja Mipani. Okay, okay, that's good. And this, the Dale 
ਸਾਜੇ ਡਾਮਰੇਸ ਤਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਸਾਜੇ ਸ਼ਾਂਬੀ ਚੁਲੇ ਸ਼ਾਂਬਾ ਚੁਨਾ ਮਚੀ ਇਹੋ ਸ਼ਾਂਬਾ ਤਕਾਲੇ ਜੀ ਸਭਨ ਤੋਂ ਨਾ ਅਨੇ ਸ਼ਾਂਚੂ ਸੈਗੰਡੇ ਬੱਚੇ ਉਰੇਸ ਬਸਾ ਤਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਸਾਜੇ ਸ਼ਾਂਬੀ ਚੁਲੇ ਜੀ ਸਭਨ ਜੀਜੇ ਮੈਂ ਬਾਲੇ ਸ਼ਾਂਸੇ ਜੀਜੇ ਦੇ ਬੰਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਸਾਂਦੀ ਬਲਾ ਜੀ ਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਦਰਵਾਜ਼ਾ ਚੁੰਦੇ ਤੋਂ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ Okay. Um so <clears throat> when we if everyone wants to turn uh uh we're going to I'll tell you exactly where we're going to begin in the Tibetan that way. Uh, everybody can be uh ready when we get there. We're going to begin in the section on com- uh cultivation of compassion. It's on page 44. Uh but before that Rimche is going to lead up to it with the prior material, but the actual beginning of the teaching Rimche said will start with compassion. Um so Uh, when we look at this actual chapter uh um the seven point cause and effect uh we find that it's broken down into uh uh various categories uh it's as a major heading it says training uh the mind to be intent on uh others welfare uh so we have first the category here um the gradual uh, the gradual training i'm sorry i just made a mistake let me just go back here Uh so when we look at the the major heading is the gradual training uh and then we find that there are three sections under the the gradual training training the mind to be intent on others welfare training the mind to be intent on enlightenment and then identifying the spirit of enlightenment the fruit of the training so uh, identifying what bodhicitta is which is the result of the prior trainings um so these are the three categories and then when we look at category number 1 training the mind to be intent on others welfare there are two categories first establishing the basis for developing this attitude and then the development of the attitude of being intent on others uh uh welfare and then again going here uh looking at that first category of those uh establishing the basis for developing this attitude uh we have two categories first uh achieving impartiality towards living beings and then second having affection for all beings uh so this first category um in this section establishing the basis for developing this attitude we see this impartiality toward living beings and in this section it goes over the relationship that we have with our friends the relationship that we have with enemies and relationship that we have with our neutrals and our reactions towards those three types of beings and the goal of this particular uh section or the point here the uh, the goal is to achieve this equal desire to benefit all of those three types of beings so having this equanimity um this equal desire to benefit uh that arises in relation to all three of those types uh um without the um um exaggerated um points of view that normally would arise in relation to those three types of beings. Um so uh equanimity is truly the foundation uh of the practice that allows for the arisal of the mind that aspires to enlightenment. And we find even in the Guya Samaja root tantra uh where it states that uh equanimity is the foundation uh or the the foundational the fa- equanimity is the foundation the soil love uh being the water that nurtures the seed of compassion 
and allows for the arisal of the royal mind that aspires to enlightenment. Um, so we find this in the Guya Samaja Tantra, um, uh, the uh, Guya Samaja Highest Yoga Tantra teaching, uh, where this emphasis on equanimity being the foundation and then these steps being necessary to give rise to uh, the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So when we look at the two ways that one can achieve the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta, we find there are the lineages passed from Shanti Deva called equalizing and exchanging self with others practice, and then the lineage passed down by Lord Atisha, uh, which is called the uh, seven point cause and effect for realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment. And this whole section that we're doing is in relation to the seven point cause and effect passed down by Lord uh, Atisha. Dig Sangramche. Um, so, the second category after the impartiality toward living beings uh, is having affection for all beings. So, um, when we look at the um, seven-point cause and effect, this affection comes about by having this idea um, or this um, fact arise in your mind that all sentient beings are our mothers and then remembering their kindness and then wishing to repay their kindness. These three steps give rise to love through the force of affection or love through the force of attraction. So uh, this is how we give rise to this affection for all beings. Um, so this word affection is translated a lot of different ways. Um, uh, sometimes it's uh, um, translated as attraction. Um, and just as a translator's note, um, the reason uh, for the, the attraction is it's um, a one geshe compared it to a magnet um, that you have uh, that uh, attracts you to this person um, because you care for them. So that word in Tibetan really has this kind of feeling of magnet, of affection, of attraction in it. But the English words that we generally use have a lot of other connotations in our mind that make it not mean sometimes what they're really trying to drive at. It's this kind of driving force that you have towards all beings because you've recognized they're your mothers, want to, re et cetera, et cetera. Deek Song Rinpoche. Hmm. Tin 
So, in order for us to have this mental attitude, uh, which has which has affection for all beings, um, has attraction uh, towards all beings, in order for this to occur, we have to engage in the causal steps for it to occur, and the causes for it are those previously mentioned, the steps of recognizing that all sentient beings are our mothers, remembering the kindness they've shown us, wishing to repay their kindness. And then as a result um, of these causes, we then have the development of this attitude, which is a, uh, a love through the force of this attraction or through the force of this affection um, that we have. Um, so uh, this is how we give rise to um, this love, uh, and we've previously gone over uh, the section on love. So now we'll actually look at uh, category number two, uh, the development of the attitude of being intent on others' welfare. Um, and that uh, begins on page 42, uh, and we find that there are three categories, the cultivation of love, the cultivation of compassion, and the cultivation of wholehearted resolve. Uh, so these are the next three steps in the seven-point cause and effect for realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment. And these are all results of the first three steps that we already have gone over um, and then the prior uh, foundation of equanimity. Um, so uh, page 42 again in the English. And as Rinpoche said, we've gone over uh, the cultivation of love. Uh, so then actually we will turn to page 44 for the cultivation of compassion. Okay. Okay. Okay, so the cultivation of compassion. So compassion has as its object of observation uh, all sentient beings. And the wish uh, for that object of observation is that all sentient beings are free from suffering, as to have a separation from all types of suffering. So when compassion is this wish that all sentient beings are separated from all types of suffering. So uh, when we see um, a small child uh, having some kind of problem or suffering and we develop compassion for that small child, then that small child becomes the object of observation of our compassion because we want to remove the suffering that the small child is having. Uh, we want them to be separated from the suffering uh, that they're having. When we are able to use as our objects of observation 
um, uh, use as our objects of observation of compassion friends, enemies, and neutrals equally. At that point, the, once we have that object of observation of our compassion, then the compassion is labeled as great compassion. So great compassion is the compassion that wishes our friends, enemies, and neutrals, i.e. all sentient beings, are separated from suffering, separated from, uh, or are free from all types of suffering. Uh, so that desire is great compassion. Dixon <laughs> ดอนนี่ดูไปเชิญจะทุบมาเยเบเชิญทางเจริญไม่มีเชิญจะเชิญจ้องละไม่มีเชิญจะเชิญจ้องละไม่มีเชิญจะเชิญจ้องละไม่
Ve mime de ninji de Mime tuni do bishira. Dang mi tapa tuni do bishira kona. Tuni do bishira jesembe. Okay, so it, I, I was asking Rinpoche if the impermanence was also under the category of the final limitless, and he said no, it's specifically about the emptiness. So the first is the, the sentient being, the second is its, the sentient being and its impermanence, and the third is the emptiness of that sentient being you wish to be free, have suffering, be separated from suffering. Uh, so these are the three types of... Uh, great compassion, um, sent, one which has as its focus sentient beings, second uh, um, phenomena as its um, object, and the third is a limitless. Um, so these are the three categories. Uh, so we find this uh, in the beginning of the uh, Madhyamika Avatara, the Gula Yurbe. Okay, so Rimji said we'll go, we'll look at it later sometime. Okay, so Giant Sheba um, states that uh, there is, there are rather nine different points that Lama Tsongkhapa makes in this section. Uh, on the cultivation of compassion. Uh, so when we look, we look at Jayan Sheba's outline for this section, we'll find those uh, nine categories. Deekson. <laughs> So the first category uh, in Jayan Sheba's um, outline is the object of compassion. So it says, in order to understand the cultivation of compassion, you must know the following topics. The object of compassion is living beings who experience misery through any of the three kinds of suffering. Um, so here, uh, the object of observation uh, is the, the sentient beings experiencing the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, and the pervasive compounded suffering. So there are three separate objects of observation um, mentioned in this first category. So the, one is observing sentient beings suffering of suffering, one is observing sentient beings suffering of change, and one is observing sentient beings pervasive compounded suffering. Uh, so these are the three things that uh, one is focusing on or has as his or her object of observation in this first category. Okay, 
So the uh, next category, the subjects, the subjective aspects, the subjects um, uh, entertained by this compassion are thinking, how nice it would be if living beings were free from suffering. May they be free from suffering. I will cause them to be free from suffering. So here we have three different types of compassion presented as well. We have a wishing compassion, how nice it would be if sentient beings were free from suffering. Then we have aspirational compassion, or making an actual aspiration. Uh, may they be free from suffering. And then third, the extraordinary, uh, compassion with an extraordinary attitude, um, or the, um, what do they translate, Hlaxam? A wholehearted resolve. Uh, um, so, uh, compassion with wholehearted resolve, we can translate that as. Uh, so these are the three categories of compassion also. So there's, as a note, there's a lot of different ways to divide subjects. So this is another way uh, to divide compassion. Um, so the aspiration, uh, wishing, aspirational, and um, uh, whole uh, compassion with wholehearted resolve. Digso. ते
so just as a note, we might I might have to change some of the outline because it looks like now that there's it's got to be changed. So um, when we look at all of the discourses that Buddha gave, we look at all of the points that were ever made by Lord Buddha. They can be broken down into what is called the three baskets: uh, the Abhidharma basket, the Vinaya basket, uh, and the Sutra basket. So. All of Buddha's pronouncements, so when we look at the Kangjur, uh, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, uh, all of those pronouncements uh, can be broken down into those three categories. Those, uh, uh, when we look at them in terms of baskets and, and uh, subject, uh, the Vinaya basket uh, deals with the ethical discipline, uh, the Abhidharma basket deals with wisdom, and the um, Sutra basket deals with concentration. Uh, so this is the subject matter of these three baskets and all of the um, points Lord Buddha ever made in, in the Kangjur uh, are found and, and can be put into these categories. Um, so uh, number four, uh, uh, we find uh, the po these points being made. And this is why I think we have to adjust the outline because um, if it's about the, the discourses, then that's... So let me just see where we end up. Okay. ดิกซอนมาเจ๋อจุงบิเจ๋อดุยเจ๋อสุนทรานะเพิ่มคําว่าลาชิเลนเซบายินลาสตอมบุเนี่ยลากุงตะนะบามาลากุงดะลากุง
Then Kamala Sheila Zipa Gutsogudu. Sumba Kamala Sheila Yomar. Okay, so number four, Kamala Sheila, where the point about Kamala Sheila is made is where number four begins. So it, number three does not include any of that second paragraph. So number three only has the steps of cultivating compassion are first to cultivate it towards friends, then towards these beings for whom you have neutral feelings, and next towards enemies. When you have equal compassion for your enemies and friends, cultivate it gradually towards all living beings in the ten directions. That completes number three. Number four, Kamala Sheila, following the discourses on knowledge. So when we look at the different discourses, we have, that's the, they're calling wisdom, knowledge, so the Abhidharma basket. Uh, so when we look at the, um, when, what Rinpoche was, the point he was making before about all pronouncements of Buddha fit into three categories, the Abhidharma basket, Vinaya basket, and the Sutra basket, Abhidharma being wisdom, Sutra being concentration, Vinaya being ethical training, that wisdom here they're just translating as knowledge. So uh, that's what they're speaking of, those discourses on <coughs> wisdom. Set out this way of graduate, gradually cultivating uh, impartiality, love, and compassion <coughs> while distinguishing specific objects of meditation. It is an extremely important point. If you train in these attitudes of impartiality, love, and compassion without distinguishing and taking up specific objects of meditation, so if you don't utilize the objects of friends, the objects of neutrals, the objects of enemies, if you don't utilize this very wide range of individuals, then but only using a general <coughs> object from the outset, you will just seem to generate these attitudes. You'll have a, a fake uh, occurrence. You'll, it'll seem like you have this compassion, but you really don't. Then when you try to apply them to specific individuals, you will not be able to actually generate these attitudes towards anyone. So when you try to actually apply this in real life, you'll find out that you don't have this impartiality uh, uh, whatsoever because you haven't tested it properly. You haven't used the stages that are necessary in order for it to occur, in order for it to qualify as compassion. You will not be able to actually generate these attitudes towards anyone. But once you have a transformative experience towards an individual in your meditation practice, as explained previously, you may then gradually increase the number of individuals you visualize within your meditation. So once you've had this realization, um, of compassion towards a real realization of <coughs> compassion towards one being, 
then you can move on and generate a real compassion towards another, then another, then another. So it's saying that that's an actual realization that occurs in relation to one person when you do this meditation. Uh, so the number of it says you may then gradually increase the number of individuals you visualize within your meditation. Finally, take all beings in general as your object of meditation. Uh, when you sustain this practice in meditation, you will generate these attitudes correctly, whether you are dealing with, that, with individuals or a group. Uh, so if you've generated this, and you truly have, it won't matter if it's you're in relation to one person in generating compassion or a group of people, because you've gone through the stages to generate it towards all. You have an equal desire uh, to be of benefit to all, if one is utilized these stages. So number five is the way you actually cultivate this compassion. The, the meditation. <coughs> Chetanyasu Okay, so number five, the way to cultivate compassion is as follows, or the, the way you meditate on it, the, the way you familiarize yourself with compassion is as follows. Consider how these living beings your mothers experience general and specific sufferings after falling into cyclic existence. I have explained these sufferings earlier. Uh, so here it's, sta it's stating, consider how these living beings your mothers. Uh, so these points have all been made. All sentient beings are your mothers. I, why? Because I have a beginningless rebirth. Uh, and all sentient beings have a beginningless rebirth. Some or a sentient being in this lifetime is my mother and other sentient beings have been my mother in the lifetimes before. Uh, so I have the mother that I know in this current lifetime, and the others I've, for, uh, uh, the others I've forgotten, or the others from uh, previous lifetimes. Um, so uh, this is how this statement is made and then already has been presented. Um, so that I have beginningless lives, all sentient beings have beginningless lives, 
I have a mother in this life, and in my previous life, a, another sentient being was my mother. So it says, these mothers experience general and specific sufferings uh, after falling into cyclic existence. So general sufferings are the sufferings that the higher realms and the lower realms both endure. So the pervasive sufferings that are in general are gener uh, and, and have to be experienced by all of those types of beings. The specific sufferings are the specific sufferings that a hell being has to endure, specific suffering that a hungry ghost being has to endure, the specific suffering that an animal has to endure, that a human has to endure, that a demigod, that a god has to endure. Uh, so it says that uh, all sentient beings who are our mothers are experiencing these general and specific types of suffering uh, after falling into cyclic ex existence. I've explained these earlier, so these points that we're making now have all been explained in previously in the text. But other religious traditions wouldn't say that this is true. Uh, Hindus, uh, Christians, would say that God um, created all of these things. Uh, would not say that, uh, that there was a beginningless rebirth and that sentient beings had beginningless rebirth and that they are mothers. Uh, this uh, um, point would, isn't made in that tradition because of the crea uh, creator God um, point. This way. Okay. Number six, um, uh, moreover, if you have developed an awareness of your general and specific suffering by training in the path of a person of medium capacity, you will, you will assess your own situation and cultivate compassion towards others. So um, here the point being made is that when you assess your own suffering uh, and you look at um, the sufferings that you have to endure, you generate a sense of renunciation, a desire to definitely emerge from that. When you focus on others and wish for them to emerge from their suffering, then this becomes compassion. Uh, so you take your own renunciation, your own desire to get free from suffering and, uh, and emerge, uh, and then point it towards others it says you assess your own situation and cultivate compassion towards others. So you recognize that all others have the same situation that you do. Um, and then because of your desire to emerge, they do too. They have that desire as well. And then you generate this compassion for them uh, by doing that. 
Okay. Oh, and then it says, um, you will assess your own situation and cultivate compassion towards others. By following this method, you will easily generate compassion. So by properly meditating, by using the stages of cause and effect, it'll be very easy to realize compassion if you do it in this proper order. speaks to this point of um, the need for this emerge, desire to emerge for oneself first. Um, <coughs> considering your own suffering creates the determination to be free. So renunciation is generated by thinking of your own suffering. Uh, so the determination to be free is a way to translate renunciation, or renunciation is a way to translate a determination to be free. Thinking about others' suffering creates uh, compassion. Uh, so when you turn your focus from yourself and your suffering towards others and theirs, then that is compassion. It says, considering, uh, however, if you do not first consider your own suffering, you will not reach the key point of practice. So if you don't first think about your own sufferings, it's not possible then to generate compassion. You have to first understand and think of your own sufferings and then have this desire to emerge in order to wish for others to do so and, and to be part of that process. Uh, it's time for snacks. Does anyone have the Praise of Dependent Origination book by... Do you have that, Ted, the one we've been using? Is that here somewhere? Okay, so we'll do a question. Okay, so the sixth point and the seventh point, could you help explain the difference? Because what I grasped was that they were both recognizing your own situation to then begin to see the situation of others um, and to practice the, the uh, cessation of others. 
de Drupa Dan Dumba, de Chapagare, de, de Ninji, de Giant Sheba, de uh, Sache, Drupa, Nedago, that's good. Okay, so, okay, last thing, Dumba, draw or drop do, go kongi chua. Dumba luo de, dumba nase nye duo nye. Dunge de susu din saltana ngay jung sambi jundu gudes. Bless you. Zien saltana hijiji jundu gudes. Bless you. Dunge de rati do. Sel do. Sembang hodo. Rati do sembang hodo masuwa. Hijiji yabu chik mares. Rati de saltana. Uh, so the difference in points that are being made here is, and I remember when Rinpoche explained it, he actually made the point of number seven in number six, um, but was just using it to describe and for information purposes, but um, it might have seemed confusing. But number six is specifically about the training the mind and the stages shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Um, it's making a point that when you do that, then that compassion will arise. Um, but it's specifically the point of that is that one needs to, for his or her own self, um, train in those medium stages in order for this arisal to take place. So that's point number six. Point number seven has two points that are made within it. The first point is, is that when you generate this idea within the teachings for beings of medium capacity and you have a desire to emerge um, for yourself, then th this is called renunciation. This is the determination to be free. But when you focus it on others, then this is called compassion. Um, so there are two subjects. One is that you need to practice the stages training the mind in the stages of shared in common with beings of medium capacity, uh, which is number six. And then number seven is, is that when you focus on your own suffering, you generate renunciation. But when you focus on others, you generate compassion. Um, so it's a secondary point uh, that's being made. Um, so yeah, that's the difference between six and seven. Deekson. This one. ตาดูบาดูบาดเดวะเดรานิโตรานิลเตนดุงเงจิดุงเงจุยดุงเงจับันดุยเตนซันตามะยินาอันนั้นแกงุกสัมปะจีจุนจุกเรสเจลมินเ
considering your own suffering creates the determination to be free. So when you focus on your own suffering, you generate renunciation. Thinking about others' suffering creates compassion. So compassion is generated by thinking of what, thinking about others uh, and their suffering in, in the same way that you think of yours. So you, you, you recognize yours, so now you think about theirs. Uh, and then that generates compassion. Uh, so these are two different subjects, renunciation and compassion. Uh, however, if you do not first consider your own suffering, you will not reach the key point of practice. Um, so without the essence of the Buddha's teachings can't be reached without thinking about your own suffering. So uh, if you don't have a desire to definitely emerge, uh, then uh, um, you've missed, you, you, that, you, that's the, the key point of practice is a desire to emerge from cyclic existence. So if you don't think of your own suffering, you miss the essence of the Buddha's teaching, which is to emerge from cyclic existence. Digson Rinpoche. Ojadatanoda Nishansalsonga he Okay. Um, so, in number seven, Jayan Sheba states that there are two points. Um, so, within number seven, um, so the first point was what we just went over, and now the second point, uh, so let me just read it in terms of points. Um, Considering your own suffering creates the determination to be free. Thinking about others' suffering creates compassion. However, if you do not first consider your own suffering, you will not reach the key point of practice. Okay, so then the second are simple. There are, these are simple illustrations of how to meditate. Intelligence persons should meditate in detail on the 110 sufferings that are observed with compassion. These are explained uh, in the Bodhisattva levels. Um, so... Uh, here, uh, the point that's being made is there uh, in the ten, the, when the Kangjur are the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, and the Tanjur, the Tanjur are the authentic Indian commentaries. In the authentic Indian commentaries in the Tanjur, 
uh, we find the treatises on the levels um, by Master Asanga. Asanga wrote five Ngadi Ewa Ni, Kangjir Dan Tanjir, the Sangha Dan Tanjirian, the Jun Lama song. So the, uh, the, in the Tanjir, we have uh, Sangha's texts, and Asanga wrote five treatises on the levels. Um, so five different texts, and this is one of the texts um, uh, among those different treatises um, on, on the levels. And in that, he goes over 110 different types of sufferings that one could have as his or her object of observation and develop compassion for. Um, so it's saying that um, if, if you need to, you can find even a greater amount of information in the Asanga's Bodhisattva's levels, which will help you to um, um, think about suffering even in greater detail. Okay, Digsung, Rinpoche, Sebulasa. Oh, Jeta, then what did that? Jeba draw, Jeba. So now we move on to number eight. Jeba de on ye two, ye two, Dungeji Demba. Number two baton, Dungeji Demba, number two baton, Tatuba. Ju Sanji, Dungetuan Les, Dungetuan Les, Sanju Semba, Sanji Gombe, Dungetuan Semba, Monson Sos. then the Jepa Kagudu. Okay. Furthermore, uh, so number eight now begins. Um, and I, I believe I'm clear on the stopping point. So I just want to say that if it changes, I apologize. But I believe the stopping point is here. Furthermore, it is said that the Bodhisattva thought. Sattva's thoughts of suffering during their cultivation of compassion are more numerous than Shravaka's thoughts, which perceive suffering with an attitude of disenchantment, the final and actual knowledge of the truth of suffering uh, for the Shravakas. Um, so here, uh, if you... See, that's where I... Did. Rimache, the, the Lama Tsongkhapa, the Tsalomamo Dana, the Jepanangla, the Semchen Tamche, the Dewa Yomare, then Dungyao Yure, then Ninji Dan Shamba Yongare. The Jepa? That Jepa de Lua de Jepa Tian, Nietu Nietu Dungeji, then Batuan, Mabre Tobatan, Tatu Tatu Batu, Sensi Dungetuan Les, then Dungapa with the Ambos Nietu Dungetan be good to Sukuna law. Lujan 
dunge semba mo son sos sanju semba go de je senje tanje le mi nije me dunge semba de ne tule mo gres lesa shansal ja to chusa no to su injero da lesa mo son so what the but okay okay so that i was correct so it does end there um the the final and actual knowledge of the truth of suffering for the shravakas so here uh, uh, if the uh, you can develop the desire to definitely emerge, you can develop renunciation uh, by looking at suffering with this disenchantment from the viewpoint that the shravakas have. These are the hearers, um, the hinayana as a note vehicle. So you can develop this desire to definitely emerge um, according to the shravaka vehicle, um, but. The bodhisattva's um, thoughts of, of suffering are actually much greater, are, are actually much sharper uh, than those of the shravakas. Um, even though they don't have this disenchantment, um, they're looking at it in terms of, in much more numerous ways. And then uh, we see, it says, uh, in the in the asangas text for instance we have the 110 sufferings that are observed as objects of compassion um, so uh, that's an example of how numerous because uh, that's an, a mahayana text uh, that's a great vehicle text that is being cited so it's showing how numerous um, the uh, thoughts of suffering are and how much greater uh, um, the um, you know, renunciation is, if you will, for the bodhisattva because of the, the greater amounts of thoughts of, of suffering. The, the emergence is even strong. Desire of emergence is even stronger. Okay, Digson Rinpoche. Desire ชุดตาล่ะเต็มไปเจอยู่ดังอ่ะจุ้งเจจุ้งเจเรเชนเน่ยุ้งเจวาล่ะเสียบ่นาล่ะเนี่ยกุ้งบัดตัวเน่ต
If you reflect from limitless viewpoints on how beings lack happiness and have suffering, you will develop much love and compassion. Moreover, if you think about this for a long time, your love and compassion will be strong and steady. Therefore, if you are satisfied with just a little personal instruction and neglect to familiarize yourself with the explanations of the classical text, your compassion and love will be very weak. Um, so here it's saying that in order for one to truly realize this compassion that we're, we're speaking of, it requires um, thinking about it for a long time. Uh, so it says, moreover, if you think about this for a long time, and if you reflect from limitless viewpoints on how beings lack happiness and have suffering. So limitless viewpoints means from if you look at all the different treatises and all the different texts to, un to understand how beings lack happiness, how beings uh, have suffering, and, and all of the information about that. Um, and once you've, you've reflected from those limitless viewpoints uh, and then thought about it for a long time, uh, then you'll be able to say that you have a stable, a steady uh, love and compassion. Uh, that's incontrovertible. Uh, if not, if you're satisfied with just a few personal instructions um, uh, and, and, and not really um, large amounts of study, then you will not, it says, your love and your compassion and love will be very weak. Um, so if you don't look at all the classical texts from the various viewpoints for a very long time, uh, and you just rely upon a quick personal instruction and think you have it, then you will not. You're, you're, you won't be able to realize this compassion uh, or love. It requires uh, this um, in-depth analysis uh, and familiarization. So where it says, uh, if you're looking at the English, it says, therefore, if you are satisfied with just a little personal instruction, uh, and neglect to familiarize yourself. So it says if you, this neglect to familiarize yourself could be translated as uh, if you don't meditate on. Um, so what the familiarize is uh, the, a more literal translation of what we always translate as meditate. Um, and then meditate gives you all these other ideas of something else. But it's really just familiarizing. That's all meditation is in Tibetan. That's the word gom. Digsum. That 
Hindi nolo, Saji, Saji Kaji digging to Saji, Saji Sumba, there is Sumba. They are Hashi Batar Tijin Jugo, Saji in Luda, Hindi Tawan Dulu La Suba, Naji, Mina Lebashene, Susu to be Sera Jiji, Jambi, Tajibi, Noa Gujis, Gujis, Tanjiji, what they. Hindi就了解你玩的我那里就过个人是他。你对的是。这样还是把他的天津住过。天津住过三级。天津住过三级。天津住过三级一路当时。特别前面住过的了。特别前面住过的三级三级嘛的呗。嗯哼。特别特别
the, um, the general perfection vehicle um, and the resultant, um, uh, let me hold on, Parshin, Parshin, Devosa. Okay, so the resultant secret um, mantra. So there, there's the perfection vehicle and the resultant secret mantric vehicle. So these are the two categories of the great vehicle or the Mahayana. Um, so it's basically uh, the perfection vehicle and the tantric vehicle. Um, and if we say the only entrance into the Mahayana is compassion, and the two categories of the Mahayana are these perfection vehicle and tant tantrayana, then we're saying then the only entrance into tantrayana is compassion. Um, and when we look at other statements that are made, it says the only entrance into tantra is an initiation. Uh, so it's the only way you can enter uh, tantra. Um, so the way that this is rectified is by looking at the terminology itself. Um, the only entrance into the mantric vehicle is compassion, but the only entrance into mantra, not as a vehicle, into mantra, into tantra, is an initiation. Um, so the vehicle itself, as a, as a general, uh, if you're looking general specific, as general, is entered by compassion. But specifically, a, uh, an initiation is required to enter uh, um, into Tantra, to, to practice Tantra. Um, you need an initiation. So that's the entrance into Tantra, but not Tantrayana. Um, so Tantra and Tantrayana, Yana just means vehicle. Um, so that's the Yana part of it. So yes, compassion is the entrance to Tantrayana, but an initiation is the entrance to Tantra. So it's just terminology, the terms and how they're explained in this tradition. Digsome. <laughs> Um, so, and then it says that if the compassion is the root, um, so the root, compassion, how do we develop compassion? When looking at the seven point cause and effect, um, compassion is a result of the, the first uh, four steps, and then compassion also is a cause for the last two results. Um, so, recognizing sentient beings are our mother, remembering their kindness, wishing to repay their kindness, and love through the force of attraction are all causes of com great compassion. Uh, and the extra, the wholehearted resolve uh, and um, the and bodhicitta, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, are results of gr great compassion. So um, when we look at this point, compassion is the root, then we have to think of, well, what is compassion? How is it created? It's created by first four, four causes, um, and then it results. It has its own results. Rimche. Tom the Yanja Surinang. 
So when we we look at, um, for instance, uh, uh, Lord Matreya's um, uh, Mahayana Sutra Alamkara, we find uh, a point that's made that says its root uh, is um, this um, is great. I'm sorry, its root is great compassion. So here, its is referring to uh, the great the great vehicle. And then when we look at uh, Kamala Shila's uh, stages of meditation. Uh, we find a, a similar point that's made. Um, uh, uh, better, I think, to use this one. I wanted to match it up with the Tibetan, but I see. I don't think I have time. It just there's always seems to be an issue with it. Uh, the gnosis of omniscience arises on the basis of compassion, from the cause of the mind of awakening, and from the fulfillment of method. Uh, so we find here in Kamala Shila's text. Uh, the basis of compassion um, um, being mentioned, giving rise to uh, all other all other things. Rimche, the Kamala Shila Becha Gula. Ah, the long Kamala Shila. Mm. <coughs> Okay, so again, uh, we have the Bhagavan said, the gnosis of omniscience arises on the basis of compassion, from the cause of the mind of awakening and from the fulfillment of method. Um, so here, uh, we, we again find the, uh, the emphasis on um, compassion being the root. And it's the only place where it's referenced about the I remember she said that we'll end there. Um, we'll end there. So the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. 
anyone's wondering what I'm doing, I have the root text in Tibetan, the Kamala Shila here, and I'm trying to find the quote, and I um, can't. Okay, it's, it's so I'll find it. Okay, so uh, the concluding mandala offering. Yes, Stasha. Stasha Triwa, you're a decent. Yeah, okay. Um, in thinking about developing compassion and friends, then neutrals, then enemies, um, what if we <laughs> have more an affinity to animals, per se? Could mm -hmm. we use animals as an object of observation, similar to friends, and try to develop compassion towards animals first, and then neutrals, and then... That's fine to use an animal as an object of observation. Okay, oh, so yeah. concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. <clears throat> Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful, Avogateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Suji Ram Chigutsi Shapri Denrana, Sudan Chemokan Trilna.